What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your weekly source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on The Cart, we're back in the At Lab with The Legend of Korra, Turf Wars, Part 1. We are your hosts. I'm Austin. I'm Ricky. I'm Ian, and this is the Cabbage Cart Podcast. And welcome back to the Cabbage Cart Podcast. We're back in the studio today. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. What was that? What was that? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so I just made a noise. We are in, uh, this is the At Lab, right? That's what we're going with? Yeah, we haven't called that in a while. Yeah, but the that At def- Lab. That That's the name of the studio. What it is. Oh, now, now Ian's messing with the settings. No, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to. Do the, we have to restart that? No, I'm just turning it down because. Because you're loud as shit. Oh, sorry. I think that only I changes how much we go to the phones. Yeah, I know. You guys are loud as shit. So I'm oh. trying to head for <laughs> <laughs> So part of, uh, you know, we brought obviously all of the equipment to to Triforce Collectibles and uh, jacked all of our settings up <laughs> <laughs> trying to reset it back up here in the studio. So we're still figuring out a few things. But hey, August 14th, live stream, baby. Cabbage Car Podcast live. Mm-hmm. Check us out. That's what we were setting up for last week. We're back in the, the Atlab. The Atlab, yeah. The Atlab. Atlab. A-T-L-A, after the last airbender. But throw a B on the end, make it the Atlab. I see what you did Genius. There. Mm-hmm. Genius. Yep. Except the B doesn't stand for anything. It's yeah. just a play on like it, a lab. A like lab. we're in the lab. We are in the lab. Yeah. We're we're doing experiments. We're definitely experimenting because <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that all cleared up. All right, let's kick it off with some Avatar news. So the first thing that we have is uh, they just announced book three, Legend of Korra book three, which is Change, I believe. Art book. Right. No. Or excuse me, Legend of Korra book three change. is Change. They just announced the uh, art book. The art book for it. Yeah, yeah. the art book. And it's going to come in a deluxe edition as well. Uh, and that drops on February 15th next year. Book three is everyone's favorite, too. Is it, though? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I think I think if you ask the core fan base, what's your favorite season? I think uh, book three. I mean, is. the Red Lotus, dude, right? I, yeah. So in the art book, we're going to see, like, concepts of Zaheer. Sparky, Sparky, Boom, Lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pali. Uh, Pali, yeah. Uh, I wonder if there'll be concepts of like lava bending for the first time. Like if it shows. That's true. That's the first time we see it illustrated if, or the first yeah, time we ever see it. That in... would be cool. Mm. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Are we going to pick it up? Because there's be so many art books We're already pick out. pick up all of them, dude. But we don't have any of the art books and there's like 10 of them. I know, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, you have get... the Dragon Prince one. I do. It's pretty amazing. It was a gift. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> the, uh, oh, yeah. So we still haven't bought any of the art books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. In the book, too. So basically, it's going to have a four-word, four-word? Four-word. Four-word. Not like, not four-word four word like is in the direction, but no. four-word as in a... Before-word. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I learned that was spelled different today. When I, <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. I was totally thinking the wrong thing. Okay. I was like, huh. I thought it was like forward, like an email, you know? Like this was forwarded to him? Oh, my gosh. All right, so there's a forward by. That's the thing. I don't know. David, Fost- to, David Faustino, the voice of Mako. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. Damn, we don't even have that written down. Ian's just got that I name. Do. I know this David Faustino, bro. Oh, right, right, right. Because you hate that guy, right? I don't hate that guy. <laughs> he he plays a like a real slimy kid in a in like a nineteen eighties TV show. What what was that show? I've heard of it. Married with Children. Yeah, He's never a, watched oh. it. It's what's well, Christina Applegate is like. She's huge on that show. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I feel like that's right after our era growing up. It it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I hear people reference it all the time, but never seen it. Married with Children? Yeah. That's a good show. Uh, let me read what Avatar News underscore has to say about this. So, it says, check out the new second edition and deluxe version of the second edition of the book three art book with new cover art featuring Cora and the Red Lotus. There's also a new forward by Mako voice actor David Faustino, matching the ones done by Janet Varney, Cora, and PJ Brine, Bolin, 
in the first two books, pretty much confirming each of the four main members of Team Avatar from Legend of Korra will have one with the Sami voice actor, Seychelle Gabriel. I cannot say her name. Yeah, S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E, Gabriel, being uh, next. So the next art book that comes out will have a forward from her. Is it Seychelle? Oh, that's cool. I think it's Seychelle. I think it's actually Seychelle. S e y c h e l l e. I think I think it's Seichel. Yeah. Okay. Like I I heard it said, uh, but I could be mistaken. Fun fact: she plays Princess Yue in the live action movie that we don't talk about, but came back voice to Sami. Really? Yeah. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Pretty cool. And then we also have uh, some unfortunate news in the past week: uh, the adult, the voice of adult Toph in Korra. Yeah. Season four. Season four. Felice Sampler, I believe, yep. has, has passed away, tragically. So that's uh, that's two voice <laughs> actors for Toph uh, <laughs> that unfortunately have left us. Uh, yeah, we need, we need to check on Mikhail Murphy and see if she's okay. <laughs> like, come on, this guys. This is supposed to be a somber moment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Fuck. No, no it's, it's, uh, it's always sad, man. It is unfortunate, especially since she kind of did a good job of it too like she sounded like old right lady toff right like and she really did a good yeah. job one of my favorite old lady toff is is when she just she comes in and saves all of her grandkids and she she tells kuvira straight to her face she's like you're a disgrace to metal benders Ooh, yeah from the og yeah and then and then toff comes and saves the day and it's like and like you can see, like, it hits Kuvira, you know? We've it talked does. about this before. Mm-hmm. Does it? Yeah, we've, talk, we? we've talked about this, how, like, Kuvira, that's like her entire being is, is, a, is a metal bender. Right. And, and when she takes great pride in metal bending and she gets insulted by the original metal bender, it just tears away at her character, I think. I yeah. think, doesn't she actually get teary-eyed in the show no no she doesn't she, there's like a slight shift in her eyes for yeah. like when right after top says that she's a disgrace that it's yeah. like okay well now we're enemies Damn. okay that makes sense i uh yeah i don't know where to go with that <laughs> old lady top is is dope like it's probably one of the best parts of cora season four is is old lady top and felice sampler nailed it like the the Characteristics, the attitude, right? You know, yeah, the hey, twinkle toes, or nice to see you again. Oh my god, oh my god, that's probably my favorite. That's one of my favorite moments in all of Avatar because it it's. Do you think friendships can last more than lifetimes? Right. Hey, twinkle toes. I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's a callback (laughs) to to off conversation with Iroh way back. Yeah. No, no, no. That happens after. uh, the Fire Lord in that the Avatar in the Fire Lord episode when Aang's learning about Roku because that's the lesson he learned. He was like, I thought Toph I, and Iroh have a similar s- conversation though about friendships. Um, no, that's Toph and Iroh have. Well, yeah, they do, and that's where Toph leaves, and she's like, Hey, by the way, like you should tell your nephew that you need him just as much as he needs you. Oh, okay, that's that's, right. that's, that's right. their their conversation. I got you there. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like, yep. <laughs> All right. All right. You wanna, let's uh, let's get into the topic of discussion today then. That's going to be the Legend of Korra comic Turf Wars. And we're um, going to do it in parts? Yeah, I think I think we'll start with part one this week. And yep. uh, usually we try to get all three into one episode, but... Uh, but this week we were too format. lazy to read them all. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think this deserves its own episode, honestly, or like own like three-parter for sure. There's a lot going on. In it, they really set up actually quite a bit. Well, we've never one. tried this doing it in parts, so it, I mean, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm, let's figure it out. Do it in parts. I, I have not read uh, anything other than book one, so okay, no spoilers. Yeah, on book I gotta two catch three, myself because I've read them all. Uh, but along t- when we first started the podcast, so it's been a while. So I'll try not to spoil it. Something might pop out, but yeah, please don't. Because yeah. I haven't read it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read the first one, right? But obviously right, right, I right. read the other two. Right. So, uh, and, in, and another thing that we're going to try to do on this one is uh, talk kind of more broadly about the topics in it. So really there's there's three, I guess you could say three or four main conflicts, right? That mm-hmm. that, that go on in the show. So obviously the first Not one, conflicts, but like... Issues that the characters oh, are yeah, dealing yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Issues that that all call back to the title of the book, Turf Wars, right? So there's basically four of them, and we'll start with the main one 
will be kind of the main topic of discussion. Let me let me just get into it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so we have basically there's a conflict with the with the spirit, spirit portals being open, right? And right. there's there's some businessman that's trying to turn it into like an amusement park, right? And so there's a turf war between the spirit world and the real world on trying to like the area around the spirit right. world, basically. Right. right. Then there's the issue of the refugees following the destruction of Republic City. Because of Kavira? Yeah. Basically. Oh, right. And they have nowhere to go, and they want their houses built, and they want Republic City restored. And so there's, like, this kind of conflict and, and kind of a turf war. It hasn't really developed that much, that part of the, the story so far, right, in the mm-hmm. book? Not really. Not yet. And then the third conflict is really kind of uh, – what's the third conflict? The uh, the triple threat triad. No, Korosami, right? Korosami and, and – Oh, yeah. That's why we're saying there's three and four. Yeah, so their parents. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get these – there's a turf war with the main baddie in the book. And and then like the triple threat triads and I, I another uh, game called what the creeping crystals. Yeah, you know what? I am so dumb and unanalytical that I didn't realize like, hey, there's the turf war is going on between like the two gangs until you said also the spirit <laughs> world and the real world is a turf war. It's literally called turf wars. There's multiple. Yeah, right. I did not make right. that connection <laughs> at all. I'm so fucking dumb. <laughs> And that's what we were saying about like there's three but really kind of four conflicts in that the uh, the the gangs are fighting each other, right? Triads. But then, the triads. But then one of those gangs is also fighting the spirit world portal battle between the spirit world and the human world. Well, we, they're involved in that. We find out why, yeah. Basically, towards the end of the at the end of this the first book, yeah. And then the the other main conflict, like we were saying earlier, is is. Asami, Korosami coming out as lesbians or bisexuals or whatever. A couple. Yeah, a couple. Uh, to And it's not really a turf war in a sense, but it is a conflict that they're dealing with. Well, it's a – yeah, yeah, yeah. As far with, as, as, with far as being accepted. Well, parents and acceptance. And right, everything. because Cora has accepted it. And and she wants to come out pretty much to everybody right. that she's in a relationship because with. Because she's Korra. That's what – Right. But, uh, I mean, at this point in the book, Asami is not ready to – come out just yet yeah so she's kind of she's just hesitant to to go hand in hand with with cora out in the public so, so honestly turf wars like this this comic is great because it, it really is like a love letter to Korasami. right it's it i believe when when cora finished they were supposed to kiss at the end and the studio didn't allow it it was like the, 2014 the right. sure. yeah the legend of cora the show. and like this is this is what we want for Korasami. You know what I, you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah, and there's a forward in here from uh, DiMartino, right? That yes. He talks about that, and uh, maybe we'll get into that in just a second. But what what you said you you liked you enjoyed the fact that it was a core song, yeah, kind of love letter. Absolutely. Right? What, yeah. what what else did you uh, enjoy from the because from it's the like so part one? I like I think it's no, I just think it's awesome to uh, as the creators of the show like have this outlet to like this is this is the story we want to tell and and. It is like it's cool. Like, yeah, I like that. They, right. they get that opportunity to yeah. tell it in the comics yes. now that they didn't yeah. necessarily weren't prepared for at the time of the show to to address, right? Or weren't able to. The studio wouldn't let them tell. Right. Basically. Yeah. And I mean, I could be incorrect on that, but I think I think that's the story. Is yes. the studio is the studio? Well, yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever read officially. Yeah. 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 Well, what I liked about it, so like obviously there's this kind of coming out story. Um, right. uh, in the book and you know obviously you know as that's not necessarily something that I could immediately identify with so we get the different versions of a similar conflict throughout the book in the other turf wars like the other battles that are going on that, right. that seem more uh, relatable to somebody like me so it was actually kind of cool to see all these little stories kind of intertwined in a way they kind of they made it so that everybody can get something out of this book whether you could relate to it or not yeah. And they did a, they're okay, actually doing get, a pretty yeah. good job of it too. Yeah, it hits you know? all the marks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz if they just told one story, just one coming out story here, like that wouldn't like I think a lot of people would support that. I mean, we all support that, but it wouldn't necessarily resonate in the same way as having multiple stories going on that all reflect that one story. There is a lot going on in there's this a, book. There's a lot going like, on. Like holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you were talking about, like, man, are we going to have enough for one episode on this? And I was like, eh, I think we yeah. might do. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to like about it too. What, right. what was, Ian, you so, had some points on some things you liked, didn't you? Well, it's um, while we're on Korosami, I think her reaction to her parents was like over. She completely overreacted 
Uh, in typical Korra fashion. In, in Korra she, fashion, sure. Right. That was a that was a not really a critique. So I liked it. That, I think that's her character. She yeah, she overreacts but, uh-huh. and she's and she's hot. Um, and nine times out of ten, she's gonna realize after the fact that yeah, I, I kind of overreacted, and that's what she did there. She even admits that. She goes, my dad's right. right. I right. do get excited. Because basically what happens, if you haven't read it yet, is she comes out, her and Korosami come out to Cora's uh, parents. And they're both very receptive of it. But her dad was like, hey, you know, Northern Water Tribe, Southern Water Tribe culture kind of, you know, they, they don't mind that you do this, but kind of keep it to yourself kind of thing. Or he's just saying that they, they could expect yeah. criticism. Right. Life. He's like, just be aware of that. And Life. her response Society's was, that, was, oh, you don't, you don't care about me or I didn't know you were, you know, uh, judgmental like that. Right. And this and right. That. It kind of blows up on him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as she storms out, uh, Asami's like, eh, well, you know, he's not wrong. This, maybe that's why, you know, that's why they're a good couple together though. Sure. And even, even at the end of the book, Kaya, picks up on that as well and right. we get information on kaya in this too so we, well yeah we get information for one that she is she's also well she is a lesbian and then uh we get uh the whole cultural thing with the water tribe was kind of expounded upon with her that you won't get um shunned by your your ways but just you don't we don't really share personal oh, right, right. Kaya that said that. yeah you don't share yeah. personal uh stuff with everybody that's apparently a, a water tribe cultural thing yeah and, and something i loved about that is is Cora asks Kaya, she's like, what did what did Aang think? What did your father... He's like, the air nomads? They're like the most free-spirited people in the world. He didn't care, like, right. you know? It's so, it's so it's interesting that, like, they're making this point that, like, in the Avatar world, yeah, different cultures will... They're, they're different cultures. They're, some are more accepting, some uh, are not, aren't. Right. Yeah. That was part of the foreword by uh, DiMartino. So he, they... The whole the whole gist of the book is they wanted to bring in the LGBTQ uh, topic into the Avatar verse, and they didn't know how to. So the the one way that they, what the the way that they chose was to address it uh, on a nation basis. So uh, we get the 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 fact that that the Water Nation they don't really they're not going to judge you for who you love, but they just don't want to know your personal business. Right. Yeah. The the Air Nomads they were free spirits. They're not going to judge you, uh, uh, you know, based on anything. You, you live the way you live, and that's just right. kind of how it is. And then uh, you find out that before Sozin, I guess, uh, same-sex marriage was, was fine, but then he outlawed it. Oh, really? That's yeah. right. He, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he outlawed it. They and, talk about that in the and really? then, like yeah, dictator style? Yeah, yeah. And then I guess the Earth Kingdom has, is, is still... It says it, it was the the slowest to evolve, basically. Which makes sense because it's the biggest, with most populous place. So things kind of right. take time. Wouldn't you think Kiyoshi would have done something about that? Oh well, that, that's that's they talk about that. They talk about Kiyoshi. Yeah, how she was she was by, but she wasn't really able to make you know headway because the Earth Kingdom is so slow to evolve. Right. Uh, you I know, forgot all, I forgot all know, about those. Details. You know, Ranji. I, I, I you know, Ranji. Oh, okay. You know, Ranji helped train the Kiyoshi warriors, but history doesn't show it like that. Right. Because, because, yeah. because Ranji was Avatar Kiyoshi's close friend. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Well, her, her know? roommate, her, yeah. Right, right, right. Air quotes roommate. That's, yeah. I think that's yeah. the whole point. I think. And, and yeah, well, that's why it's concerning to Korra. Cause as she's talking to Kai about this, she's like, if Kiyoshi couldn't do anything about it, how the hell am I supposed to be able to do anything about it to make it more acceptable? Well, it's a new world. That's kind of what they come yeah. to the conclusion yeah, that's what, on. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. Like it, a lot of people, things have changed since Kiyoshi is what Asami was saying. But I, I do find it interesting that Asami is still, she's not comfortable yet coming out to the to the public. Yeah, well, and part of the reason that she says that is because she wants, I mean, I don't know if she's telling the whole story, like the whole truth, but she says, well, I kind of just want you to myself for a little bit longer. Right. I, like I like that we have this little secret thing together. But I think there's also some fear behind it, like you're saying. Like right. she's, I mean, she's, she's the know. she's the head of Future Industries, so if she comes out as a lesbian or bi or whatever, and people don't accept it, then there's some repercussions there for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even the Fire Nation. I mean, Fire Nation, even though it's more modern times in the in Korra, like still very honorable and structured, and this is how you do things in your family. Right. Like right. what you what well, you do. Fire Nation. Right? What you do yeah, reflects I, I your family. I think she's from the Fire Nation. Is she? I don't know about. That. Yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. 
I know because the anyway, meme, it's like the Avatar falling for Fire Nation girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's true. What, what were you saying? Well, I was asking what you were saying. <laughs> my bad. Before Ricky. <laughs> my bad. I think I've made my point, but now I totally forgot what it was. So let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the 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 bad guy of the story, T- Takuga. Uh, one of the bad guys. Yeah, he's one of the bad guys at this point. And he's cooler jet. Would you call him Squidward? Yeah, because he turns. <laughs> <laughs> got that note on the board. And thought you guys might like that. Spoilers. We're getting to that part. Okay. 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 <laughs> we're getting there, but he's definitely cooler jet. It's because he plays the clarinet, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. It is. <laughs> this bad guy, Takuga, Takuga, Takuga. I'm getting him and Tagaka messed up uh, yeah. a lot. I'll, I yeah. can't. I can't. Very cool uh, outlaw name, you know, Takuga. Takuga. Yeah, yeah. You well, like you said earlier, you said Tortuga. Tortuga, we were, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and when I think Tortuga, I think like Pirate Bay, Pirates, of the, Pirates of the Caribbean. So oh, it's oh, like, yeah. okay, it makes total sense. Sure, yeah, he's, sure. An out, he's an outlaw. Wouldn't name like Tokuga. And then he chi blocks and uses the jet swords, whatever they're called. What are those? Oh, are those they call swords? them hook, hook swords. Sword, yeah, hooks. Swords. I'm pretty sure that's not the term. For no, the that, uh, uh, you know what we're talking Mako about. Mako says it in there. I think it's. Oh really? I think it's actually hook. Swords. But hook, he can yeah, chi block too. With the hook swords. Yeah. yeah. Is he? He's not a bender though. No, he. But he chi blocks. He chi blocks. Yeah. The, am I the only one that wants to learn how to chi block IRL? <laughs> I don't think Come that's on. a thing. I don't think it's a thing. I know. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Well, so we see uh, Tokuga during this turf war with the triple threats because uh, we have – He two, is with the triple threats. He's the leader of the triple threats. Yeah. He he took out Viper. Okay. That's Which right. we see in the show. Which we see in the show. Uh, so we see uh, like Two-Toed Ping and uh, – what the other waterbender? Shady Shin? Uh, no. Yeah, there we go. It's yeah, Shady yeah. Shin. Yeah, Shady Shin. Uh, they're talking about – not Lynn. Who's the police chief? Yeah, it's Lynn. Lynn. Oh, yeah. Lynn. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lynn's talking about because they didn't know who Tokuga was at the time. They don't. Right. So they're like, they're trying to interrogate. It's not Two Toad Ping. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah, who gets interrogated. To, and he's like, you're not going to get anything from me, Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was another thing in the book. They're like very 1920s dialogue. Well, yeah. well that's in the show, too. That's. Yeah. Yeah, Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Marco. This <laughs> <laughs> <just> funny. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, they're having a turf war. So the triple threats are are openly fighting the crystal creeping crawlers. Crystals. Creeping crystal crawlers. I, I don't know. <laughs> the creeping crystals. There we go. Uh, so they're, I, I guess, Takuga is trying to take mm-hmm. over all of these gangs for himself because he wants all the turf to himself. If we had a uh, triad, what would it be called? The Cabbage Card Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a triad. Very right unintimidating <laughs> name. <laughs> At Lab Triad. It's the Cabbage Carts. So we see we see during this turf war that Bolin is now part of the police force. And he's partnered up with Mako. Temporary. Temporary. Yeah, temporary. Mako makes a point to say that. <laughs> he's all he's all pissy. Yeah, so Whatever. the trip, so the that's you saying that's one of the turf wars, right? The right. trip, the triple threats and the creeping crystals. We don't really get now, they kind of brush over that. Like that's like a small conflict at the beginning. I think it's obviously going to come back. Okay, so in I'm sorry, in this part we didn't meet the leader of the creeping crystals. No, no, okay, no, no, no spoilers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it does come back. So we okay. So we're eventually gonna. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Something that, to yeah, look forward to. It makes sense that we're gonna see the the leader of the creeping crystal crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you added crawlers there at the end. <laughs> Creeping crystal crawlers. <laughs> you just, that's not even written down. <laughs> just... Starting to suspect Ian maybe didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 just, just a hunch. Creeping crystal crawlers triad. Triad. Yeah, okay, damn, okay, it. Damn, it, damn it. So here's, here's – We were a... going with that, but it was a mouthful. We just went <laughs> creeping crystal. Triad means like – a th- like a threesome, like a group of three, right? Well, so I don't think it's necessarily that each w- each one of these are part of a triad and that there's also a third outlaw group. And they call no, the outlaws a triad. No, they're called triads because you have three benders, water, earth, and fire. In your little group. A, in your, you have a big gang of people and it's all oh, – it's all a triad nations, yeah. because it's it's got three different benders and you can't have air. Well, you can now. Well – yeah, who know? Ooh, so they won't get. He won't the be called triple threats. <laughs> <laughs> we got to rebrand. We're the quadruple threats. 
<laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. They're See, all like bummed about it. <laughs> <laughs> they were called the Creeping Crystal Crawlers, but they had to drop the last name as everybody was rebranding. Right, right. Then. right so right. now they're just the Creeping Crystals. Gotcha. So there you go. Head cannon. We worked in, in Ian's uh, mis- misnaming into the cannon. Kaboom! <laughs> cannon theory. Cannon theory. It's kind of a quick conflict. They don't really cannon. brush up on it, though. But that's not the end of the that we see the triple threats. Well, the it sets up uh, Takuga. So. so at the end, oh, let's cool. get to the Squidward point. <laughs> cool jet. What's the name of this spirit? We don't have that. I don't, I don't think we have the name of the spirit. So um, she helps uh, – the spirit helps Korra in the show, and I think it helps Janora at some point as well. Right. As well. And then so we see this dragon spirit that we don't know the name of. It definitely has a name, but we don't know it. And he, to to Kuga, pisses him off and he flies through him and turns him into Squidward. Well, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes, straight up. That's that's an oversimplification, but he is correct. (laughs) They could do that because it's all Nickelodeon, dude. They could throw in a little cameo. We really kind of. Hey, hey, uh, copy my homework. Just change it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we're kind of, we're we're, uh, glossing over the Wong Young Hume guy. Yeah, well, okay, so that's why, so the conflict, the reason why the spirit's mad at Takuga is because Takuga is, try, is trying to attack the spirit portal because the air nomads are there right now with Jinora. Right. And they're, or they're not called the air nomads anymore. They're the, the air called? nation. The air yeah. nation. Yeah. And they're, so the, one of the conflicts of the turf wars is obviously, like we talked about, the physical world and the spirit world don't really want anything to do with each other. At least there's some people on each side that feel that way. And then there's obviously people like Korra and the air nation that want this harmony. So there's a turf war on that front. And what ends up happening is Takuga and his group of triple threats are attacking the Air Nation and Jinora at the spirit portal, trying to get them to leave the area. And why are they they protecting the the spirit portal? The Air Nomads? Yeah. Or the Air Nation? Because they – they need to, right? Or, well, or oh, because of the the, yeah. the so, guy. Yeah. So, so uh, there's a, there's this guy that you meet right after uh, Korosami leaves the spirit world in the beginning of the book, because uh, they're on vacation after when they it, it takes place directly after uh, season four of Korra. So they're taking right, vacation right, in right. the spirit world. So when they come out of the spirit world, they see Wang Young Kyum, uh, this this entrepreneur kind of guy, and he owns the land that the uh, spirit portal is on and Janora is arguing with him and saying that the land is sacred because it's now uh is now us owned by the spirits basically he needs to, he needs to leave right so they're trying there's this turf war with the spirits hey that's the name of the book i know right <laughs> so where where he's trying to make this into the, into like a amusement park all that kind of good stuff so they're there to protect it to keep people away from the spirits uh and then uh we get Cooler Jet Takuga and his and his <laughs> and his gang attacking it towards the end of book one, and then Korra meets up with them, and then this dragon guy goes through blah blah blah, blah, blah Squidward blah. Squidward Squidward's <laughs> Takuga, and he changes his face into like this uh, scaly yeah like, thing. He, he's like he's part spirit, part man at that point. Yeah, and this yeah, goes we've back seen to, we've seen that before too. This goes back to Kiyoshi. Right. right, that when a spirit passes through a human, it changes them physically. Yeah. Right. Um, or Avatar One, it goes back to Avatar One. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? I I just had this thought, and it's kind of interesting that the Air Nation has a police force because we see in the show that the the purpose of their their basically policing was to help Korra while she was like down. You know, and she was down oh, for like yeah. three years. Right. She was out, out of it for three years. Now, Cora's back. She just saved the city. This police force is still kind of around. The, it's such a – it's completely opposite of air nomads. Is it really you know a what police I mean? force? But hold yeah, on, hold on. I don't think they're a police I think it, force. I think it, it kind of is. And, like, think about it. We've seen that the Dai Li started with good intentions. What happens after Tenzin's generation of air nomads? What happens when when suddenly the elder isn't like a isn't wasn't born an airman, but he's like some airman, 
<laughs> but he's he's just some guy and he he wants to take control. It could be that, but as of right now, it's not. The, all that they're really doing is trying to I'm, protect the spirit. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I'm saying what if. What if. Yeah. Could work. It could work. I mean, every nation's had somebody like that so far, yeah, except exa- for the Air Nomads. Exactly. And this is the opportunity to, like, twist them. It's you Genora. know, It's Genora. Genora <laughs> becomes Kuvira. <laughs> Possible. So one of the uh, one of the things that I really like about uh, the Legend of Korra books, and I'm assuming that the other graphic novel is going to be kind of the same, is that they can pretty much go anywhere with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. And it feels new. It feels fresh. I know Ricky and I were talking about, or we all were talking about the artwork and how it's kind of not our cup of tea. But I do, I do like it because it's it's just a fresh take on the Legend of Korra. Uh, I didn't really realize it uh, until reading Legend of Korra, but um, the the Atla books they have to operate within a bubble, like a, within a vacuum. What do you mean uh, by that? True. So you can only go so far with it, the the Atla books. So you have you basically because we have the end of 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 Aang, right, and we have mm-hmm. the, the beginning uh, to the you know to the end of of the Hundred Year War, right? So we know all that information, and you can do little uh, what you call it, guitar on the pirate silver. Yeah, and you stuff. can do little yeah, little yeah. adventures here and there in between seasons. You know, one, two, or three. That's fine. But you can't but change the story. You have to yeah. operate within the story of Atlas, unless right. they went into adult Aang. That, but that's that, that's different. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Yeah. So that, but you would still have to operate. But you within, still have to because now the we death Korra, of Aang. Because now we have, we have yeah, Korra. Now we have Korra. Right, right. We don't have the death of Korra yet, so they can do anything they want mm-hmm. with this, and it, it's it's crazy to think, and I and I I like it. And it's a fresh take for sure. I'm that's not. A good point. I'm. I've never thought about the death of Korra. I am not prepared for it. <laughs> I am not. I'm like, new avatar, sweet. And I'm like, wait, Korra has to die? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I'm not prepared for that. You know, we really only have one death, and that's Roku. That's it, really the Karuk. Like, those are the only deaths that we really know. How does Karuk die? His his body finally fails after fighting spirits for right. so long because his spirit was deteriorating every time he killed one. Yep. So eventually he just dies. Pretty cool. What do you mean we only have two deaths? Uh, avatar deaths. We've only seen two avatar yeah, deaths. Yeah, we only know how they died. Oh, yeah, because we don't know how Kyoshi dies. We don't know how Kyoshi or, died or Aang. We don't really know how Aang dies. I know he died young. Like, that's somewhere. Well, he died I mean, at, like, 66. Relatively. Yeah, relatively. Yeah, because everybody else is still alive pretty much except for yeah, Sokka. Roku. Sokka's Roku. the one that actually died young. Yeah. <laughs> The past avatars, Roku was like 80-something, and then Kiyoshi was like 200-whatever. So, like, Aang dies at 66. They're like, you. Well, I mean, he's 166, really. <laughs> right, right. True. That's why they say, I don't know. That's why I, he said I he, think it's he, on the Wikipedia. Why he that's, died so young, yeah. Yeah, is because he was frozen. I mean, that's a theory as far as I know. I, 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 I think, think I read it on the wiki. I did read it as well. Yeah. Somewhere. Wiki's... Just like a regular wiki. If anybody Ian and I submit, both read it, you're wrong. Anybody <laughs> can submit stuff to that You are page. stupid and here. Do you need a bibliography? <laughs> I can't give you a source, but we both saw it. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, then I'm peer pressured into believing you. So what is it about Korra that makes you feel like you're not prepared for that death, but like you're totally cool with however Aang dies? Yeah. Why do you have such a fucking hard on for Korra? Like, I get it. I love she's, Korra. She, she's fucking cool and all but. What is it? Um, just because Korra like has like this constant internal struggle, 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 <laughs> internal struggle. How you doing? How you doing? No, it's cool. Like she grows as like a character, as like a person. I would like to see bef- before she dies. If we ever see her death, I would like to see her fully realized. Because I don't think she's fully realized at this point. I don't know. She did block the spirit cannon. She did. That was pretty. But if we're, if we're talking that like was pretty hardcore, we're talking like you know Roku fighting a, a volcano, volcano, you know type Korra. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, because we, we don't have any full, fully realized avatars other than Roku. Well, and it's kind of fully realized, but that's just an old avatar. Like right. we don't actually get his story. Like, I get. I mean, I mean, story. Kiyoshi breaking away Yakoya is yeah, full, fully realized. fully realized Kiyoshi. That's true. That's true. Those are scenes, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I would like to fully yeah. realize, like, a storyline of them being doing stuff like that all the time. That's just Superman, basically. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what the Avatar is? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
And then uh, who? And then that makes Kuvira like uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. <laughs> kind yeah. of. Kind of. Kind of. Sure. <laughs> you know, she's got like the mech suit and all that. You know. Is Unawak Brainiac? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there sure. you go, dude. Nice. We got it. All hey, right. copy my homework. Just make it look a little different. <laughs> wow, you're getting that in twice in one episode. Impressive. Uh, but one thing we never really tied up was uh, Takuga's relationship to Wong Yong Kyum, who, by the way, so this is that businessman that's trying to create the uh, spirit portal into an amusement park. He wants people to be able to take tours through there that they pay him and and he gets to take them through the spirit world. On a, right. On a thing. Obviously, the spirits are against this, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, he's this businessman who actually knows Asami because Asami and her father did business back in the day. And this guy walked out on a deal. Right. right. And he's like, it's just business, nothing personal, you know, uh, which I didn't see that line coming at all. <laughs> not not right. at all. So he's this businessman. Right. And he's he obviously owns like Ricky was saying earlier, owns the land where the spirit portal happened to open up and he recruits the triple threats to try to push out. He basically hires mercenaries is what he does. He yeah. hires these scumbags to try to try to push out the air nomads so that he can do what he wants on that land. Right. And that's how we get in, that's how we get introduced to Takuga and Wong's relationship, right? So at the very end of the book, uh, after you see part one, but yeah, part yeah. one, you see Takuga in his new little form uh, with his scaly face and some tentacle arm. Uh, you see him go into Wang Yang Kyum's office and basically says, "I own your business now. You work for me." Which, by the way, super impressive that he has that kind of dexterity with an arm he has a squid arm that he just got. <laughs> okay. He knows how to use that arm perfectly. I'm, I'm putting this together, Squidward. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm catching up. He's got this squid arm that he's just a master with right off yeah. the bat. Like, I imagine if I woke up with a tentacle arm, I'd be like, I would need years to figure out how to use this. <laughs> No, nope, he's choking people out with it right away, which is kind of funny because the spirit did that as a punishment to him, like try to like like knock him down, right? And it actually made him more powerful yeah. now, except, I mean, how many arms does he have? We only see two. I only see two. I think he has a regular arm and a tentacle arm. Yeah, he? one. Yeah. yeah, he's like. It's like half his body. Yeah, yeah he's like two-faced. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> the DC references today, baby. <laughs> Uh, do we even go over like why this this Phoenix thing went went through Takuga? Because he was attacking the spirit portal. Well, yeah, it, the this Phoenix dragon thing spirit spirit basically she they wanted uh, Korra to, to close the portal because there's always going to be people like Wang Young Kyum who want to take advantage of the spirits yada yada yada. So. Um, she asked Cora to close it. Cora says, "No, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to close it because I think it brings peace to to Republic City." Blah blah blah. I don't want to close it. Okay, fine. I can't force you to close it, but I will hold you responsible for protecting it. Super dope line, right? So she's trying to protect it, but this Phoenix Dragon Spirit um, says, "You failed. I'm going to take the matters in my own hands." So as punishment. Uh, she goes. It goes through Takuga and changes the way he looks, kind of thing. Yeah, and what was cool about this scene is that, like, as this fight's going down between the Triple Threats and the Air Nation, uh, uh, Korasami were about to like come out to Bolin, and they were talking to, um, or the Bolin and uh, and Mako. They were Mako. about to come out to him, oh, yeah. and then Jinora, <laughs> like out of nowhere, just spirit projects herself right behind him and scares the crap out of him. And so the reason why this spirit's holding Korra responsible for this and and taking it into his own hands is because Cora wasn't there when the fight was starting. Right. So she didn't even get a chance to prevent it. Right. And he immediately just, he kind of seems like he's like the guardian of that portal is what it seemed like. Kind of took him, I don't know. I think he's a really powerful spirit. Just in general. We've we've seen him in the past in, in the show. Yeah. And, and he's uh, the one that transports, uh, I think Jinora or no, no, I think he saves Korra yeah. um, from Unalak yeah. season two. Yeah. And probably reappears in like later too. I think he has another appearance. Same, yeah. same spirit. Yeah. 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 We should have written down his name. 
Yeah, it doesn't say it in the book, which is funny. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wrote Squidward down, but not the name of the spirit. <laughs> we know where their priorities are. Humor <laughs> over facts, of course. Um, and then the last kind of conflict in it, which we don't get a lot on just yet, is the uh, this disgruntled group of people that uh, have been displaced by the destruction of the Oh, Republic yeah, we, have, we haven't talked about that, yeah. Cora uh, comes in, and like, they're all trying to figure out what to do. Uh, how to address this, you know, how to get the city funding for it. Uh, the president of Republic City is too worried about Mike his, Hill. yeah, too worried about his re-election to even care about these people. But he, like. he's running unopposed for some reason. That's so weird. Okay, so on this real quick, his advisor? Oh. <laughs> definitely a snake in the grass. Discount, right? discount Varric? It's more like uh, uh, the guy from Lord of the Rings that's talking to oh Lord of the Rings. Oh, Grey Worm? Yeah, no. Grey Worm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Or something something worm. worm. Something like that. Yeah. Worm Tongue. Worm Tongue. Worm. Yeah? Worm Tongue. Worm Tongue. Yeah. Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. Damn it. But yeah. Uh, it's That's what that's the vibes I got right away from that dude. I thought did it was pick... Varric. I really did. Oh, you think he's more like a Varric guy? I, I said discount Varric. But yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Worm Tongue. Yeah. Because he's like... Telling, like, pulling him aside and, like, trying to, like, give him advice, like, right off the bat. And he's because right. he's got him concerned with the re-election more than anything. He seemed like more than just a campaign manager or advisor. I think I think we're going to see more of this guy. <laughs> I, I, know, know, Ricky's I know what happens, and I cannot wait for part two. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Okay. All right. Y'all are ready. Right. So back to the conflict, though, is that he's not – the president's not really concerned with these refugees at the time until Cora comes and talks to them because they need funding to build all these these houses for these people right his, and, and places to put them his approval is at like negative three percent because he he uh surrendered to Kavira and and the <laughs> the people don't like him because of that running unopposed and negative negative three percent <laughs> so uh they're who's heading up it's a uh, uh, Julie is heading up the Oh yeah, yeah the uh, yeah, the, right. en- the encampment and trying to make th- make things work and get people back in their homes. They decide to go and and uh, talk to Rico. That's his name, right. Rico. About getting money. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> sure, okay. Magnum <laughs> PI. That's what he looks like. Sure, okay. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. He definitely. Yeah, does. I see it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, try to get money from Rico to to build housing and stuff like that, but apparently the coffers are dry. There's the the city has no money, uh, and he's tra- he's going up for re-election. So there's there's no way to to make any of this refugee stuff work. Standard political sure BS. Yeah right. Yeah essentially. Until it turns out that his his uh, warm tongue advisor says this could help your re-election, and then he goes, oh well, we'll find the money for it. Right. And then he agrees. Standard political bullshit. Yeah. Julie, by the way, killing it on the refugee I know, camp, dude. Right? Like she's running the show, man. Yeah, dude. She does the she does the thing, man. She's <laughs> she, doing the thing. She does the thing. She does it the best too, dude. Like uh, this story, <laughs> what? Uh, Julie, do the thing. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know the real reason Vera kept her around. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, she does the thing, all right. <laughs> Jesus. She does her thing. I uh, just want to keep making jokes off of that, but it'll go way out of hand <laughs> way too quick. I know, right? <laughs> we said earlier, there's so much going on in the story. There's like this love conflict. There's an action conflict, and there's a political conflict. Like, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. The refugee thing at this some point, some kind of war. <laughs> <laughs> The we have the the refugee conflict necessarily isn't a turf war yet, but I can see it going in that direction to where they like wherever they're creating this housing or living environment for these people maybe will encroach on other people's stuff and that right. creates another turf war. I don't know. I'm trying to read Ricky to see if I'm getting that right. <laughs> no spoilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> trying to read him, but it's as of right now it's not really a turf war just yet. It's just a conflict. Yeah. Or an issue. Political conflict. Yeah. And then Cora comes in and gives a big rallying speech to amp him up, and Tenzin's like patting her on the back and all this and that. But it's not really there's not really that we get much. Yeah, out of that. We're, I think we're gonna get more out of that that conflict in in later books for sure. What's funny about this? So I had to think about this as I was reading it because I was like, man, Earthbenders can just like make houses for people. Like they sure can. Why not just have, make a bunch of houses out of the ground? But then you have to remember, like, if it was the real world. An earthbender wouldn't just do that shit for, for free. free. Yeah, right. 
You know, like you'd have to pay them. Well, so it does cost I mean, money to do those there's, things. There's people that go around and do like humanitarian stuff. True. I, I would imagine that True. there's some humanitarian, you know, firebenders slash earthbenders that are they're going around making houses for people. But don't they don't they talk about this in Kiyoshi? Like in the Earth Kingdom, houses are made of earth, and then like in the Fire Nation, houses are made of wood. They're, yeah. Because they don't have fucking earthbenders you know yeah really they yeah i i believe so and look at the fire look at the fire nation it's not made out of earth you're right and like look at bossing say all the or amashu everything's everything's stone yeah right but they're not going to do it for free i mean i think you're right there probably is some humanitarian group out there that could i mean if we're looking at uh you know an entire entirety of people that are displaced there's going to be some humanitarian stuff going on. I mean, that happens in the real world. Yeah. Well, also, Zhu or power, power demands it. Remember, he says, I'm going to make a highway throughout throughout the Earth Kingdom. Right. So that could happen, too. He's like, you know, something yeah, like that. Something sure. like that. Right. Put him to work. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, the Earth Kingdom. Like, if you're going to rely on them to do it, they're already, even when they were looking for, like, to go back to Kiyoshi. They're like, well, am I going to get paid to have my my son be the next Avatar? And then they're like, no. John Zhu and, and Kel Sang were like, no. It's an honor to do this. And they're like, well, then we're out of here. We're not doing your stupid test. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't really – it's just they're very yeah. – They, I think the Earth Kingdom reflects the real world more than any of them. So if you're going to rely on them, you'd have to pay them unless sure. there's a humanitarian effort out there. Right. You know, unless uh, Ty – what's his name from Extreme Home Makeover comes over and <laughs> you know, goes, hey, move that. Bus. And there's like a whole town for him. Move that rock. <laughs> that should happen. <laughs> that should happen. Headcanon. Somebody, somebody make a, a fan theory. You know what? You know what? It wouldn't be off color of Avatar to throw in like a goofy character like that mimicking him. Right. I could see that happening in Avatar. I think Varric is that guy. Varric is that guy. Yeah. Varric would do it. Varric is that guy. <laughs> Man, when they, when him and Julie jetpack out of jail, come on. <laughs> Just casually, like, put on a jetpack. Let's go, Julie. Yeah, you, like, had it ready. Like, let's yeah. go. We're out. I love that shit, man. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I, I, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, like a Tony Starkish kind of, but more funny. I don't get the Tony Stark. Uh, I, I mean, I understand a why. A rich guy you, with technology. No, Tony Stark's more though. like Playboy. Like a, right. Like a. No, I'm saying imagine like an alternate universe Tony Stark, where instead of being a superhero, he's just a rich. He's more like a, well, I guess he's just a rich asshole. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the only way to put it, I guess. Right? Yeah, Varric. Varric's almost. He's on the cusp of being Batman. But he doesn't have any trauma in his life. <laughs> right, right, okay. We don't get so Zhu Li's not with Varric, right? So she's just running the show on this refugee camp. Varric's there. I don't. I don't he's not I, in the in part one. Never mind. He's not. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it, Ricky! I said no spoilers. <laughs> Should slap. Sorry me. about that. Are we gonna follow up this episode with part two? Yeah, I think we're. I want to finish this book. I uh, I do like it. I know. Uh, Austin was talking about um, uh, when you were taking a break a second ago, um, the artwork in it. So I, I, I'm really, I'm really excited to delve into more of the vibrant uh, artwork in books two and three. This cover, we've actually mentioned it on the show. This cover looks amazing. It's probably my favorite cover. It's just really colorful. Right. It's vibrant. You know? yeah. yeah, vibrant. Good, good term. I came up with that. It was, it was definitely an original thought. <laughs> I, did not, I did not hear that at all from Austin. There's a neon green on the front page, and Ian's like, vibrant. I'm the first person to think of that. No, it's, the artwork looks really cool. It is actually probably one of my favorite parts. And as I'm flipping through it, I notice a lot of this stuff takes place at dusk. <laughs> it, it, it does. Nice dusky colors. Yeah. Oh, and here's another cool thing. So this spirit, right? So the the big dragon that he so he turns, we see him. He turns, turns into a mad, evil. angry, yeah, purple spirit. Yeah, black and purple spirit. Yeah, I thought I thought Korra was gonna have to like spirit bend him. I'm not gonna. I lie. thought that's where the next <gasps> scene was gonna oh, go. That would have been dope. Yeah, I think I think the characters mm-hmm. kind of look weird. I'm not gonna missed lie. opportunity, man. Bolin Bolin looks just like Bolin though. Like and even Opal mm. looks good. I mean, if you've never seen what Bolin looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So look at it. Right, this will be hard to obviously, you know, this is a podcast, but I'm gonna look at Bolin in this frame. Very square face. Oh yeah, now you, you get And then look at him down here. He looks like Mako. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you. Nah. It's it, a little inconsistent. 
I mean, we can pick apart if we really want to. We could pick apart artwork, but yeah, I, I can't draw anything. Anyway, yeah, so. at the end of the day, it, it's better than anything we could do. Yeah, I do enjoy that it's hand drawn. Like, right? This isn't digital art. Uh, it yeah, it definitely looks like it's, it was uh, hand drawn first, and then trans transferred oh. digitally. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> since, and you can actually you can since just, like Snow White. I don't know. <laughs> you can you can just draw digitally as well, and it looks like a like a hand, uh, like one of those sketch pads. Yeah, you can do it on like an iPad. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they are. Anyway, back to things I'm not going to buy on eBay later today or on Amazon. What a, a drawing pad? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I would Dude. love to see some of your drawings. I bet you they're terrible. It's all dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> it's all penises. Like, oh like Jonah Hill from uh, Superbad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one I'm gonna go ahead and not buy. I'm not gonna, <laughs> of our collection, I won't pick up that one. But I think that pretty much wraps it up for part one of Turf Wars. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think I think that's good. I'm excited to see how the rest of these conflicts develop. I mean, Ricky knows. But we'll find out here I, soon. I, I have a feeling you're going to need a refresher, Rick. Oh, I do. But at the same time, I feel really powerful right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much power over the two of you. Unlimited power. So, Ian, let's agree we'll only read part two. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay. going to read past part, part two. Okay. Because nice. I like the excitement of yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah, yeah. having all the information as we talk about it. We get hey. to talk through it. And you know what? If you're listening to this right now and they, you've never read Turf Wars. They're listening. Just let you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pick it up. Pick it up. And, like, we're going to do part two and part three over the next two weeks. So so if, you, if you're if you late to the game and you want to pick it up this week, and you can follow along with us. Yeah, yeah. Omnibus or individual comics. You can kind of get whatever you want. Cause this, 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 so we have all three in one, but it's not a library edition. I don't think there's library editions for these yet. No, not yet. Not like this. Not, yeah. not like the other ones. It's more like... Not well, not even necessarily. No. Oh, it's the deluxe edition. That's what it is. It's right. not an omnibus because it's a hardcover. It's the deluxe edition. Right. Why don't they have the library edition for these? Uh, they have library editions for all the other Dark Horse comics. I would imagine that, that they would have to revisit and like and interview mm. the the creators of it, and it just takes time. I think yeah. they're going to be too busy for any more library editions off of things that already came out. I oh, think. Yeah. I think. I think. I the, think. I think we'll correct. get library on new stuff, but I don't think we'll ever get one on Turf Wars. No. Nope. Any of these or or uh, Ruins of the Empire. Yeah, I do want to read. I want to read that. Yeah, that one's that one's cool too. I heard that's really good. That's Kuvira. Yeah, that's a Kuvira story. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, feel free, pick it up, go along with us. We'll be doing probably part two next week. I'm thinking, right? Yep. Awesome. And then, remember, August 14th is going to be our live show, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, remember to follow us on the Cabbage Cart Podcast on Instagram, right? Follow Triforce AC. I'm, like, asking. Is that right? <laughs> you say it every week. So. <laughs> Rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Y'all ready to get out of here, Austin? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep.